God, welcome back. Golan Globe is a support group here for your daily needs and your monthly needs and your weekly needs as well. That, what you just heard, that's a fantastic thing nowadays. People love that shit. That's what we call ASMR, apparently. Yeah, who knew it? Chuck invented it. Who knew? They keep saying this movie invented ninjas. It invented ASMR. I don't think they said it invented ninjas. I think they just it introduced ninjas Introdu- to yeah, the Western world. To the West. The Occident. Occident, yes. Orient's Occident, of course. Yeah. Fuck me, though. This this ASMR thing, Murray, this is too much. My poor brain couldn't take it. Uh, it repulses me, yet somehow I feel like we could somehow make money off of it. You think so? You think you think there's a way, way a weaseling way? Not only do I think, I know, because Griff, you're not going to believe this shit. Merman Industries did it again. How did we do it again? Well, you know me. I read The Art of the Deal before I go to bed every night. All of it. It's like your Bible, of course. Exactly. That's my my first. My, that's, Bible's my second favorite book. Yeah. Art of the Deal, my first. Much like El Presidente's. I, you see, I hate this. You keep... And not, I hold it up always right side up, I want to point out. Yeah. Whenever I do a photo op with Art of the Deal, it's always right always side up. Always right side up. But you also carry around a little notebook just full of the little passages. And we're in, when we get into a heated argument, you'll pull out that little notebook, flip to a verse, read it off to me. And always beat you. I it, always it, shut you down. It's just like dropping the slammer on my pog stack, man. It just hurts. That's why I keep it on me at all times because you never know when there's going to be a deal that's going to pop up. Yep. I have to art, art it. Yeah, and of course your pocket constitution, all these other things. But, Murray, what else can we keep in our dashboard now? Well, I don't. that was a bad segue. I don't know what was going with that. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to throw to this beautiful new uh, product well, that Merman Productions is. I, products kind of making it seem frivolous i mean this is more than just a product this is like this will change your life yeah this is beyond a product it's a medicine it is uh it's a meditation technique it's chicken everything. soup for the soul chicken soup for the soul um yeah so like i was saying merman industries i finally nailed chuck i've been after chuck norris for years you banged to him? work with no to work with him mm. because like you said he invented ASMR, which yeah. I didn't even know existed until you pointed it out to me like six months ago. I was like, I, what? what? What is this shit? Yeah. Are you serious? I wouldn't be surprised if you had your first wet dream to this movie. I've never had a wet dream. I'm still waiting on that To one. this movie. Today or whenever you watched it. Are you, you saying it. ASMR will make you have a wet dream? 
Uh, by the way, you're talking about it. I think it would. <laughs> I don't know how I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I nailed them down. We worked on it. We've workshopped it for, I don't know, six months, six weeks, six days. I don't know. But we put out a great product. But why am I like – let me just – I'm telling you, let me tell you. You just come back from storming the Capitol building and liberating our great nation from the clutches of the corrupt liberal elite because God demanded it. Or perhaps you just busted the heads of some Antifa scumbags. Soy-sucking commie cucks! Or maybe you uncovered and vanquished a satanic lair of the democratic cannibal pedophiles poisoning our country and you're craving that same euphoric sensation you got from a patriotic job well done. Well, you're in luck because the good people at Merman Industries have partnered with Chuck Norris to bring you Invasion U.S. ASMR. Yes, put on your headphones and enter a world of patriotic bliss guaranteed to soothe the soul of any real American. A world where you're always right and they're always wrong. Where Hillary is serving a lifetime in Gitmo and Donald Trump is on his Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, or ASMR, is a technique invented, demonstrated, and perfected by Chuck Norris on the set of the 1980 blockbuster The Octagon, which uses certain sounds to stimulate the mind and body. But, unlike the charlatans peddling their own brand of ASMR, Mr. Norris has developed a perfect soundtrack guaranteed to stir the passions of any patriot. Sounds like the rustle of a mustache. Or the sound of a boot-cut jeans-clad leg delivering a roundhouse kick. Or the majestic sound of an American eagle's wing flapping as it soars above the great nation of ours. These sounds and many more are available for the rock-bottom price of $49.99. And if you can give us a documented proof you were at the liberation of the Capitol building, we'll give you an additional 10% off your second order, a vial of lib tears, and pictures of AOC's feet. Don't be a loser. Do your research and envelop yourself in the tranquil auditory bubble of Invasion U.S. ASMR like a true American. Holy shit. Griff, before we move on, though, I got this disclaimer. It's no big deal. Our lawyers just told me to say this yes. before we go on. Merman Industries neither condones or condemns the actions taken at the Capitol building last week. Yes. We're just embracing the great American entrepreneurial spirit of trying to profit from it. Yes. So of recovered, Griff. Of course. Legally recovered now. I just want to point out that we had to invest millions of dollars in a mountain fortress under the sea. I didn't even know mountains were under the sea, but apparently they are, to make our auditory uh, dome to record all those noises in them. Because you can't just get those naturally. Like You have to go and record them so isolated to get them. 
Yeah, if you want the true essence. Exactly. Yeah. So billions of dollars went into the making of that product. Yeah, and we hope to make trillions. So we're gonna make trillions. We already know this. You told well, me that was the thing. I I I was almost hesitant to do this because. Look, I know people are hurting because of COVID and people are out of work and the economy. And we have been just making money hand and fist. That's why we've kind of not had products on the show in a long time. Yeah. Because our stock is just through the roof. Well, you keep hearing about how it's crushing small businesses. We're the smallest of business, but we're making money hand over fist. Like, the Laserdisc Vault has expanded four times since COVID right. started. Yeah. We're, we're employing people. Yeah. It's like Expanding I'm, our our doom or bolt people keep complaining about how much wealth jeff bezos has taken on and me and murray are just like kicking our heels laughing just like looking at our right. mountains we of don't money. have to worry about unions or anything exactly none of that so enjoy that product because we're not going to enjoy this next product we're going to talk about oh this the product. octagon we started off poorly because we opened with that fucking asmr and that shit triggers me i was okay with it when i didn't have to hear it and then i had to watch this fucking movie Murray, I can't. And it was everywhere. I thought it was just maybe here and there. It was I, everywhere. I thought it was just because there's Chuck is just giving a blank stare throughout the entire movie. So I thought it was just like the director trying to save the movie by like going, well, I'll just put some inner monologues, voiceover work to somehow make sense of why he's just not even staring at the, his, the actor across from him. Right. It was like this movie is easily the most complex Chuck Norris movie. It makes, I wouldn't say complex. I'd say convoluted. Convoluted is the right word. I, I Complex it, makes it sound intellectual. Yeah, you know? you're right. You're yeah. right. I was giving them cr- too much credit. I, I didn't want to say convoluted because we use it too much. But yes, this movie is heavily convoluted. We do too many convoluted movies. We always thought these movies were dumb that we cover. No, no they're not. They're, they're, dude, they're smart. They're too smart. No, this is a this is AEW booking all over the place. It None of the fucking opening 45 minutes makes any sense. There's storylines introduced that just get dropped. I'm still trying to figure out what organization Chuck works for. Yes. It's never put out there. Yeah. All we know about Chuck is he's well he's well off. He's got money. I mean, we know he's got some money from working with us. But he's just traveling around the world. He's done with his ninjutsu fighting. He doesn't really do exhibition fighting anymore. No. Which in the 80s, we know would have brought him in a lot of money. So yeah. maybe he... Martial arts tournaments were just raking in the dough. But, I, I uh, mean, just, right. w- just if you really want an example, go watch Karate Kid. Bleachers, 20,000 seat stadiums just filled. Nosebleeds, everything. People hanging from the rafters. Just crazy shit. But this move... Oh, my God. And... I don't even know if we addressed this before we got into that beautiful commercial, but this is clearly where Steven Seagal got his arrogance from. He saw this oh. Chuck Norris and was like, I like that. I think he based his fake life story on this movie. 100%. Because, he, yeah, he goes, trains, he's a blues guitarist in this. Speaks fluent Japanese. Got it all. But in this movie, Chuck Norris has decided that three different women will want to fuck him. He's got... But he doesn't want to fuck them at all. Yes, he is completely chaste. He's just like... He's totally asexual. Yeah. Saving that chi. <laughs> he really is. Uh, except for when he needs it most. That was what's Well, when you start me. talking about hogs, you know, but we'll get into that later. It. Oh, yeah, of course, naturally. That's what gets me going every time. Yeah. Fucking Christ. But and then he's got this partner who's younger, he's prettier. Beautiful fucking hair. I was so jealous of hair. Incredible. That's rock star hair. It is. And he's an up-and-coming martial artist himself. 
I think. I don't know. I uh, yeah, exactly. I think. there's this whole subplot to this movie about a martial arts tournament that is, doesn't serve the plot at all. We're like, why is this in the movie? No. And it's so and it's so vague on top of it. It's like, well, let's put this in there, but make it as vague as possible. It honestly seemed like they had seven different ideas for where the movie would end, but they didn't know how it would begin. So they had seven different openings. You know what they could have done, Griff? They could actually show it off the octagon. You know the whole what the movie's called, the octagon. They could have had any kind of exhibition in there because it was kind of cool. I started writing it out in the notes, like, "Oh, here's quadrant one. It's it's like th- it was like water theme with uh, wooden pads, Koi telephone, fish, all yeah, that shit. telephone poles. You had to tiptoe across, and guys were, you know, jumping down at them. But no, you see three quadrants. Of the octagon. And there's eight. We know octagon means eight. Eight. So we, we only get to see three. What's with the T's? What is it? Is there going to be I an wonder, octagon? I wonder. This, this movie must have inspired uh, UFC because they fight in the octagon. So I mean, that's it, the one thing I'll give this movie. Because, no, it did not popularize ninjas. Inner the Ninja by Golan Globus I would love ninjas. to see the octagon actually do this style octagon where the guys fight in different, like, settings. I wouldn't settings. because they didn't really do it. They didn't really show off the. I, I, was, I was so unimpressed by the octagon in yeah. this movie. The three we see, Lily or the fucking water pad ones. Then there was the ones with just like little half walls everywhere. And then the last one we get to see. There's hay, and then the hay men, and just some weird setup that will not come into play later. That's about the size that, of a human. That pretty much sums this movie up. Something we're, we're seeing will not come into play later. And. Uh, Murray, I think that's a good enough time to just throw this trailer because we got a lot, a lot to cover here. All right, everybody. So let's get ready to enter the octagon. No one will admit they still exist. Efficient killers who work in silence, secrecy, darkness, unholy masters of terror by magic. The man he once called brother is now his deadly enemy. He must find the strength to become everything he hates. I wanted you because you could succeed. I need your help. Professional who wants targets. If you saw ninjas, you're seeing ghosts. <laughs> An heiress who wants revenge. I want to know who they are. I know who they are. Everybody wants something from him. A prisoner of his own destiny. He will find freedom only one way. Still exists. 
All right, welcome back. Great trailer. You got to hear some more of that beautiful Chuck Norris whispering into an isolated microphone. Well, we started the movie with whispering. Oh, we got this, to hear it's more just, of it. It's just him doing some like esoteric dog shit fucking fortune cookie bullshit. I had to watch it with closed caption because I couldn't understand I couldn't him. understand him either. Yeah. Because not only does he whisper, they put an echo effect on Exactly. So I had to watch this movie with closed captioning. I I was shuddering while trying to read, so I'm shaking around as movie come on so that much like like you said a lot of the movie this makes no sense doesn't serve the plot but they threw it in let's go ahead and just embrace this fact they have this ninja camp that we open up with and we are just going to cut to it for about a minute randomly throughout the movie right they they keep hyping up this ninja camp that basically plays no role in it aside from the fact that it houses the octagon well well we learned that all these terrorists, there's, we got an IRA terrorist, we got your good old-fashioned Middle Eastern terrorist, and we got some, like, an African country terrorist. They learned, they figure to be the best terrorist you can be, you got to be Okay, so they skills. were all terrorists already. Yes. I'm liking this a little better now. Right. Very multi, very diverse, multiracial terrorists. Yeah. We had an Irish guy who was always, he was like, you're wrestling me lucky charms. He's always like. Okay. He's always like angry all the time. He was, See, he was obviously an IRA terrorist. I hope people listen to this instead of watching the movie because we're going to make this movie sound amazing. Right. And well, that's not, what we do. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're pros. So, like you said, we're open up multiracial. I did not realize multi uh, sex gender. I guess because we have yeah. women. Like There's this women, equal opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're bringing it. Everybody. They're, everyone can be used for anything when it comes to terrorism. So we're seeing them all being ushered into the ninja camp. And we see the octagon in the background. Oh, yeah. Which never comes into play. Barely. We never see anyone training in there. Nope. Eh. I think we do, but it's not. It's like, <laughs> wait, is it in the octagon or is it just in a random field? Because they, oh, it's. I don't know. So all we know is that this is where you become a super terrorist. These yeah. are just low level. These are minor league terrorists. They're going trying to get the majors. See, if this movie knew what the fuck it was doing, they would have been out. We would have seen them out in their respective countries doing shit. Instead, we just see them in camp, like, making fun of the fat kid. Like I normal think camp. at the time they thought you could just infer because you have brown people, so, like, they're terrorists. And then you have the guy with the Irish accent, which at the time IRA was kind of big. I don't think the IRA exists anymore. Yeah. So he just goes, I'll be lucky charms. And you're like, oh, right, that guy's a terrorist, too. He's white, but he's still a terrorist. I mean, sure, I got it, but still, like I always say, each I didn't want week. this movie any longer, Griff, so right, I was no, fine. With but it. they could have easily cut out the scenes where Chuck just inflates they his own cut ego. Out every, yeah, they could have cut out every Everything they had to do with this, this tournament that exactly doesn't matter. You're or right. Chuck just randomly going home with women. Or what we cut to? Well, actually, what we cut to right now was very confusing <laughs> to me at the time. So we go from our ninja camp straight over to this couple walking their baby in the very fifties looking baby carriage. Yeah. And uh, they're walking by, and they're coming up to like this mansion, gated in uh, driveway. It looks and everything. like an embassy, I would say. It really does. Yeah. And as they, there's guards and everything. Yep. So this car is slowly backing out, and there's bushes up, so it can't really see that it's about to back up into a baby. So the family. I was it backing out? I thought it was coming right out. I I don't know which way. It but was coming out it, forward. There we go. This is the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> We're getting all fucking things cleared out. The gl- but as these no- gates, these gates are opening, and they're pulling out, and then yes, this baby carriage like goes in front of the car, and we go like we I've like I've I've seen this before. Griff and I, we watched this movie separately, but at the same time, as we were watching, we were like, where have I seen this before? Yeah, we both whispered to ourselves, where have I seen this before? Four, 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 four. 
we know we saw it before. We saw it in the movie The Soldier. It's the yeah. exact same scenario because no, this isn't a woman with a baby carriage. This is a man in drag with a baby carriage, and he's packing an Uzi in that 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 baby carriage. So we both saw it coming. Gets gunned down. Shoots this guy. Not, I like good squib work. This totally destroys this guy. Yeah. So there was like a guy in the car, and then uh, one of the one of the terrorists gets killed. So I guess this is supposed to be a ninja camp terrorist. That's My a- guess is this is showing you how how a person who doesn't go to the octagon. You think does, so? Yeah. They they, they 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 fail kind of. I would have liked it if this was like filmed footage that they show at the ninja camp. I think Maybe that would have been cooler. Maybe they did, but they got cut out because we needed more of this tournament. So, Chuck, go ahead. We already did one product with you. We'll go ahead and re-edit the Octagon to make it make any kind of sense here. So there's this whole shootout. Then, like, a maid comes out and shoots these women. And then it just slowly, like, it, the camera turns, and suddenly we're looking at Chuck applauding. Well, you just see this close-up of a mustache, and then it pulls out. And you see Chuck applauding, wearing a tuxedo. I was like, what the fuck just happened here? So I thought this scene... Was him watching a play, and I was like, "This is a fucking elaborate ass play. Cars, houses." Uh, I figured it out, no, but yeah, I I had to watch it a second time to figure it out. I'm dead serious. I was like, "What kind of play is this?" No, it's fucking nuts. Well, you know what it, kind of play it is? It's a cultural appropriation play because it's some kind of dance incorporating martial arts. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a Miami Connection Dragon Force. They incorporated martial arts into their so act too. Chuck. We still haven't figured out what Chuck does for a living. He's just he's just a man of the he's he, like per, Paris Hilton. Like I said, is he like a, a vigilante? Does he work for an organization? Does he work for the CIA, the FBI, uh, DIB? Yeah, he's just a cultured man. He gets and in anywhere. We see him and we see his partner AJ with that luxurious flowing mane of hair. I was so jealous of it. And like, uh, yeah, they're both peeping out that fucking Nancy, the, who Nancy. is the main dancer. Yeah, the one who's using all the martial AJ's arts. AJ's like no. Perfect, totally mediocre looking. That's what yeah. you want, Chuck. Yeah. You don't want him too hot, but you don't want him ugly. Yeah, it's you the, want him right in the middle. The perfect bowl of porridge. Because they'll work harder for it. And he's like, and she's a dancer, Chuck. You know what that means? She can fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck. Chuck's just like staring off into space, ninjas, like like he's having this inner monologue with himself. Yeah. And AJ is AJ's lamenting. just left hanging, like the actor. He's just like. What am I supposed to do? This guy's not like, interacting with me. He's just staring off into I, space. So I like this. It's kind of meta. He's just like, I can't stand working with these space cadets anymore. And his girlfriend walks off because he's right. he's already tethered. He's got a he's got a lady of his own, and she's a good looking lady. So I get why he's like, I got to get a mediocre lady. Lady, I got to take a step well, yeah, down. Yeah, he on just the oh, he said, I'm tired of feeding my dick blondes. Yeah. I need some of that. Oh, I, I got to get some more diversity. And Chuck's in, like, you know. well. I'll break it in for you. And then he just runs right for Nancy. Yeah, Chuck was like, I'll let, you're right about the smile. I'll let you know about the dancing. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's probably the most clever thing Chuck says in this movie. So he just eases up on her. And, you know, if you, you they say the pathway to a man's heart is through his stomach. It's also for a woman. Yeah, it's very true. So he's like. He goes up and small talks her. Hey, I like what you did there in the first act. I didn't get it, but I liked it. She's like, I can't talk to you on an empty stomach, so why don't you take me out somewhere? Have you ever been to Vinny's? And then she's like, I love Mexican-Italian fusion. (laughs) I knew you'd say that. That's why I wore my tux. Because you can't, you're not allowed in Vinny's. You would think with... uh, I've tried to get into Vinny's with a t-shirt on. They're like, get the 
fuck out. For for the rubes like me and Murray, they do serve outside by the dumpsters. Yeah, we where, can get takeout. Let's <laughs> get their dick sucked. You can go yeah. get their, your nice. Uh, so as they're walking out, Griff, there's a nice little touch. Where we hear a radio announcement. This guy's shining shoes. And we hear that a Canadian diplomat had been killed, which is what the assassination was. Yep, so. that was the assassination. I recognized that the second time through. And you notice that Nancy is like kind of distracted by it. And she's really focused on it and everything. But then she, she gets that whiff of all that beautiful Vinny's smell. And she's just like, oh, my God, I can't even think about anything. I just need to eat some fucking chips and salsa marinara. And, of course, get that beautiful margarita. Forget what they put on the glass at Vinny's. I, I thought they just put a little uh, queso cheese. I don't know. I think. I think what. What's they... that crumbly like cheese that's in Mexicans? I don't know what that's called. Yeah. I don't know. It's well, like well, if we were people. better prepared, we'd have a joke. Exactly. But Vinny ushers them in. He's like, "Oh, uh, Mister Chuck, Senor <laughs> Chuck." <laughs> well, oh my God, we were both laughing our asses off at the fact that Chuck Norris realizes he's not a star, but he did. Make his name very close to a man who is a star. It would have probably made this movie a lot better. Right. His name is Steve uh, James. Well, Steve James, who I'm talking about. The character's name is Scott James. Scott James. That's what it is. And he's like, Mr. Scott. And he's like, Vinny, I got a joke for you. <laughs> I love your jokes. <laughs> Lay one on me. Guy walks into a doctor's office. <laughs> he's got a duck on his head. The doctor says, uh, how can I help you? The duck says, you can get this guy off my ass. <laughs> Mr. Scott, you're so good. Oh, Nachos on me. And then he just walks off, and then you can just see the look of lust on Nancy's eyes. Yeah. He, I mean, she, she's like, oh, my God. He's, not only is he like, Sexy. He's like intellectual. He's he's a humorist. He's got it all. Yeah, I mean, she's like drowning the margaritas, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I here's the thing about me. Once I get a margarita in me, I need to fuck." He's Wink. Like, he's like, before we get to fucking, because we learn that Chuck never gives up the chi. Yeah, he does not fuck. He 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 changes the subject, and he's just like, "I noticed you uh, culture appropriated a lot of martial art moves, and uh, it was they were okay." Yeah. They I could just, have done better. And where, she's, where and she's like, well, up. my brother also was a martial artist. She's trying to get in with Chuck because she knows he's a martial artist. Yeah. So she's like dropping it. He, he knows Guan Chung Dao. And he's like, mm, I've heard of that. Yeah. And so it's going it's, nowhere. It's the worst date. It's so awkward. Yeah. It, it, it's just mumbling along. She's just fingering her glass, just drowning one after another. Just like, can we just fuck already? I mean, the night's getting young. Wait, the night's getting old. <laughs> Going the wrong way with that one. Right. And so finally she just like, all right, look, I've already had three pastrami sandwiches with the jalapeno chips and the nacho cheese sauce. She's going to destroy that toilet tonight. She's like, let's get it over with before I got to drop a deuce. So and... she's like, let's get let's get back to my place. I live with my parents, by the way. Don't, don't worry about it. They they only they don't listen. They they already watched Jeopardy. They're fast asleep. They won't bother us. And so Chuck's like, well. Okay. Okay. He's just. Yeah. So they, <laughs> he's, he's droopy dog. He's just going along so with they, it. Don't, that's Robert Ginty. But so they show up. at. He's the, very Ginty-esque in this movie. He is very Ginty-esque. And well, he didn't try to fuck his sister. But <laughs> they show up at Nancy's parents' place. 
And they walk in, and he's like thinking. Ninja. His ninja senses are all a tingle. Yeah. His sex, sexual organs aren't tingling, but his ninja senses are tingling. And he just senses these ninjas are in the house. And yeah. lo and behold, they are, girl. Yeah, he like, uh, yells out to Nancy, like, get down, ninjas, or something. And he like pushes her, and then, you know, Ballroom Bliss breaks out. He's fighting everywhere, going up and down. Nancy's shrieking, running Run around. Run up the stairs, throws herself on a knife. There is a ninja just sitting up there <laughs> holding his knife in front of him. Seriously, it looked like a Nintendo character, like, because they just can't have, like, animation. So he's just holding the knife out, and she runs into it. Right. Jesus Christ, lady. Open your eyes. Ninja's everywhere. She's got her Chuck eyes Chuck Oblivious doesn't even care. He's just in he's just fighting mode. He's he takes everybody out, of course. Yeah, we we go down and he's just finishing off the last guy. He does like his big sidekick that he likes to do, and he goes through the flimsiest doors ever made, and he like walks outside to make sure the guy is no longer breathing. Comes back inside, and suddenly the house is just, like, full of dead her dead family. Yeah, they're all dead. It's like they weren't there in the previous shots. They were put but... in, well, they were put in another room. Okay. I didn't even, yeah. And then he just voiced over, Ninja, but that can't be. Only I and Sakura are the real ninjas. And we're like, what? Like, we know there's more. We know Shokazuki. There's more than this fucking Chuck. Chucking a ninja. Yeah. And, of course, we go back to the ninja school. Oh, it's it's just we get there. It's it's much like boot camp at uh, the army, and we got like the 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 cots that they got to stay on, and then I love because the the one character that stands out is the Irish guy because he's always yeah wrestling me lucky charms. That's his favorite line, wrestling me lucky charms. I'm sure they told all the people in the ninja camp like add some personality to this, like be a be a mean character here, be a villain, and he was the only guy who stepped up. So we got three teachers. We have Sakura, who has a bowl cut hair. Yes. We have, I call him Evil Pat Morita. He was like the elder kind of uh, teacher. Okay. And then we have, what, did he have a name? We just see a guy with like a maroon ninja hood. No, I just call him Hood. Hood. And he, he's, he, uh, he's, he, he's a silent type. He just stands in the background. Yeah. And so they're all lined up. And uh, uh, Evil Pat Morita, Evil Miyagi, He's like, come here to the Irish guy. Irish guy immediately falls in a trap door. <laughs> and then they start explaining the rules to all and he's of them. Like, I'll hit you with my shillelagh. And he's just like, noob. We're, we're getting all the rules about how they have been recruited because they have no family. Or they do have some family. But it's like, if you blab to anybody, we'll kill your family, anyone you love, anyone you are friends with. If there's a bar you like, we'll kill that bar. We'll run it to the ground. Like, if you like Cheetos, we're going to get Cheetos discontinued. They're like, we're going to ruin your fucking life if you blab. So this is super duper secret, Ninja Camp. Yeah. Do not tell. The first rule of Octagon is don't talk about the Octagon. And that's when we go back over to Chuck, who he slept a great sleep. He just saw uh, he got attacked by ninjas. He saw a bunch of people murdered. The lady he was begrudgingly going to have AJ sex with. AJ is like waiting. How'd it go? Tell yeah. him every deed. Don't spare He's any detail. Chewing through his nails, just excited to hear about this lady because he lives vicariously. This is AJ's character in the movie. He lives through Chuck. He's the little brother. Yes. No. Oh. Even though he's got a, his own lady, he's a martial artist himself, he lives through Chuck. Right. Nothing he does is good enough. And Chuck is like, 
he's like AJ's like these fucking terrorists, man. He's like he's talking. They're talking about um, the murder that had happened uh, in the opening act. Okay. And so he's like, yeah, that was Nancy's brother. And Chuck's just like, what? Nancy's brother? And he's like, yeah, the the he was with the terrorists. Yeah, he, they just arrested him in Paris. Yeah, and Chuck's just like, not terrorists, ninja. And keep why and AJ's like ninjas don't exist. What are you talking about? But they do. Like in his head, oh. he's like, but it's only me and Sakura. But it can't be Sakura. I know him. He's my brother. And so we just we cut to a flashback of Sakura. We know it's a flashback because of the, the it's red. The picture's red, and we see these two little boys. Being trained by the guy who trains every little white boy in the art of martial. He trained uh, Joe Armstrong. Yep. He trained whoever the fuck was the character from American Samurai. And now he's training little Scott James. And we see there's tension between little Sakura because Sak- this is his dad. And his dad is like, I, you're Shane. He's Kane. Yeah, it is true. He's He, he puts Chuck up on a pedestal. And so that's just it. We just get a little taste of what the, the Sakura background. Yeah, and we go back to Chuck, who is, again, just going through the inner monologue. I'm not going to try to whisper it because it's fucking awful. I'm done with ASMR bullshit. But he's, like, telling himself, my buddy McCarn, played by Lee Van Cleef, who's probably one of the saving graces of this movie. Lee Van Cleef, great. You know, I, should... I, I, look, I, I get it, Griff. When you, well, I didn't get it when you wanted to get a hoop earring as a kid because of uh, John claude But when I saw that... Fucking dangling, gigantic chunk yeah. of gold dangling from Lee Van Cleef's ear. I'm like, I got to get myself a fuck. I don't know. I, that's yeah. not even, a hoop doesn't do it justice. I don't no. know what you call that. I, I think you had it better. A ring of nug. <laughs> just a big old nug ring. <laughs> it was. It was amazing. And yeah, no. Because we know Lee Van Cleef, he was, I, I remember him best as Hulk, the warden from Escape from New York, but he was also the <laughs> he was the bad and good, the bad and the ugly. Right. So. I, I was going to say, most. it's funny that you bring up that uh, instead well, of like a Western. <laughs> Well, but, of course, it's, yeah, your yeah. preference. But, yeah, he's going to go over to McCarn, who is a anti-terrorist special. We think. I don't know what. I Well, that's what his monologue told us. Okay. That is, yeah. I don't know what his motivation is from scene to scene. I think he's a villain one scene and then a good guy the next. Okay, I'm getting a little bit better. Maybe it's because he's the bad. I'm known, I know him as the bad from the good, the bad. Yeah. I assume that he's sinister. I'm starting to get a little bit more because at first I thought he was banging, like, the woman who died recently. I didn't think it was Nancy. Nancy. I thought that was Justine. So I was like, I don't get this whole thing about Nancy. So he's going to go to McCarn because he wants to ask him about the ninjutsu and, you know, get the inside scoop on that. And before they, they get into it, we, we, this is where we first uh, start talking about this, this uh, tournament that doesn't serve the plot at all, where uh, we learn that Chuck apparently took a guy's eye out the last time he was in a tournament. Motherfucker, what? And McCarn is like, look, just forgive yourself. The guy, he has one other eye. Maybe it was Snake Plissken. <laughs> and he's just like, it's no big deal. We need you in this tournament that serves no purpose to the rest of the plot. Wait, McCarn was trying to recruit him for the tournament? Yes. Well, he was just like, forgive yourself. You know, okay. like the world needs your fighting so I, badly. I thought they were like that was like the opener. That wasn't just it, but that was yeah. like his opening, his warm up. I Chuck. thought they were like counter terrorists together. I don't know what Chuck does for a living in this movie. Well, that's what I mean. Movie. I thought he's like a retired counter terrorist. Sure, I'll go with it because I have no idea what Chuck does. Yeah, so. but I'm just saying that was like the opening thing. He was just like because I guess he thought uh, Chuck was kind of moping. 
Yeah. And he's just like, look, for, just forgive yourself. You, you took a guy's eye out. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Maybe he was in one of those, that sword thing from the Ring of Steel, I think we did, where the guy got stabbed in the Defensing the store? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a foil, I believe. So, Chuck, I, okay, if if my theory that he used to be a counter-terrorist, if I'm trying to go on that, this makes no sense because Chuck then condemns McCarn for a killing for a living. And he's like, well, the living's good. There's lots of people to kill. I, I just killed enough. And he's got, I swear, he was in a house with a bunch of animals. Yes, he was. And he was like, I hate people who kill animals. Yes, I didn't get that. I was like, man, is this not his house? So we're going back to our friend from uh, from Conquest who wouldn't kill animals, but he'd eat them as somebody else. And he was all He's fine like, with yeah, killing humans. I will humans. kill these animals, but if somebody gives me a fucking like, yeah. mounted deer head, I'm putting it up on my wall. It yeah, looks cool. It just looks cool. It makes my ear look all the better. <laughs> So, okay, I'm trying to follow this whole scene. So he's upset that he still is killing for a living and wants to recruit him. And then Chuck is also upset that Randy is working for McCarn. Who's Randy? I don't know. I, he made first, it to the notes. Your notes is the first thing I've ever heard of Randy. Yes. I don't know. And again, I had to watch this with closed captioning on. Maybe so, Randy was so, the guy who took his eye out. I don't know. Maybe. And... All I know is Chuck leaves here. I don't think he got any new information. <laughs> I didn't. I know I didn't. I have no idea why this 10-minute scene happened other than we hire Lee Van Cleef and we need to have him in right. it. So we cut back to this tournament that's, that is hinges on Chuck being in it, apparently. This is amazing. I wanted to leave this point out, but then I listened to the context of it, and it's just like, no, you got to put it in here because this is him. In his Seagalist moment of this movie, I think. Right. We get a scene. Big actor, Ernie Hudson, who we, I guess is best known as the black, everyone's favorite black Ghostbuster. Did he not look buff as fuck? He was. I didn't realize he was a buff man. And he just happens to be walking by AJ. Was it AJ? Yeah, AJ, who, again, Chuck is not on scene. So uh, like our Starsky and Hutch episode when characters were not on screen, they were sleeping. In this, we have AJ, and when he's not around Chuck, he's just biting his nails constantly. His fingers are just a mess because of it. And he just goes, hey, aren't you that guy that hangs out with Scott James? Have you seen him? Is he, uh, is he near? Please tell me he's going to be in this tournament that I'm going to be in, too, because he's fucking amazing. Yeah, I don't care if he rips my eye out. I will witness as much as I can with one eye. And AJ's like, well, I'm him. trying to get him to join, but I, I, I don't know. And he's like, you better get him in. Because he's fucking amazing. <laughs> and that's it. It was just like to blow smoke up Chuck's ass. And then we go back to the ninja camp where they're just cutting up fruit. They're throwing fruit There's at each other. There's a lot of melon abuse in this. A lot of melon Because <laughs> it's just melons. It they're, was. They, they chop melons with, with some katanas and yeah. then with size. They yeah. stab them. Yeah, fucking And, the, and Hood, I, we'll call him Hood, he's doing it. He's just like showing, demonstrating how to make a fruit salad, apparently. That's so weird. And then we go, what's Chuck up to? He's just driving. He's on a nice stroll. He's just driving through the countryside. And he comes across a damsel in distress. Right. And her car, it, like the one wheel, is barely, barely over. It's you know like a cliffside because we're like up in the rocky California mountain terrain here. Yeah. And so he gets out. You know he's gonna help her out. She just so happens to be fucking wearing that big old rocky fur full jacket. length. Yeah. Mink. No, it's a jacket with a full length mink. mink. Okay. And yeah, and you can tell she's a classy lady. She is a classy lady. And she's like, hey, you think you can help me out? And Maybe. Chuck is trying to think over what he can do to help her out. And he's like, you know what? Our car's about the same, uh, you know, width, of, you know, uh, 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 the, the whatever, horizontally sound. 
bumper to bumper. We can do that, and we can push well, you right out. Our bumpers match up. There's yeah, a lot bumpers. of like uh, double entendres going on. A little bit. Murray missed it, but then I, I yeah. clued him into it, and yeah. he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> How could I not see this? Because she's like, how about you get in my car and I push you? How about I bump your rear? So this is this is some pegging kind of thing going on. And she's seeing she's seeing is he open to that? Yeah. And he is open to it. He's very open to it. He's like, Yes, yeah, stranger, here are the keys to my car. Yeah. And then and then she the, she shows that she can drive. So now we're like, well then then like I'm thinking as a viewer, like, wait, she can drive, so why was her car stuck? Hmm. I, I don't know. I, the biggest clue that this is sexual is the fact that Chuck says, my safe word's ninja. I'll scream it out if we're in trouble. I thought it was melon. Melon? <laughs> and, while, and while he's in her car, he, he pulls a griff. He can't help himself. There's some mail there. We know this is a federal offense, by the way. It is a federal offense, yes. And he just starts rifling through it. Like says Justine something or other. He's such he gets an- her and he gets her address. He goes one further. I this don't is even such a, like a tired way to get to the next scene because yes. he needs her address. It's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. This is terrible. Sto- terrible <laughs> storytelling. So yeah, he he pilfers that. But then the other thing he does that even I won't do, he switches her preset radio stations. Oh, that's awful. It's fucking awful. Yeah. And he puts it on like some religious channel to even make it worse. So, so the, okay, they push the car out. They get it near the road and everything. She gets out, and uh, you know they have a good laugh. And she's like, "All right, well, hey, we should meet up sometime. You know where Vinny's at? How He's about like, eight o'clock?" It's like, I've already taken my Pepto. I'm ready for that shit. <laughs> so he, she takes off, peels out, takes off. He goes to his car. His keys are gone. What the? How the? fuck does this happen this is bullshit right here this is so so stupid. apparently he hails a cab in the middle of nowhere he walked it i thought no he got a cab i thought the okay. same thing but who the fuck knows how far she lives away from that's here that's a good point but no because she even make because this is the movie they, they gotta they gotta like tell you everything she's like oh i see you got a cab like oh you know. yeah okay so and she's got a little uh adobe or as, as griff will call it dobby dobby yeah. little doberman i don't I don't know why. It doesn't play into the movie at all, but I we don't see get that she is an attack Doberman. So many details. <laughs> I'm waiting for him no to like sense. karate chop it. Oh, no, no. But he's just like, hey, you got my keys. The flirting continues here, and she's you like, can call it flirting. That was pretty bad. It was awful. Yes, you're right about that. And she's like, I'd invite you up to my bedroom, but I don't know if you're the type to, you know, swing on the first date. And he's just like, you're right about that. I don't that. swing on the 12th date. <laughs> And then a minute later, she's like, you would come upstairs with me, though, would you? And he's like, if you're inviting me. Again, with the, like, we're taking it both ways here. And this, again, plays Well, that's the thing. The... He's playing along, and then he gets offended by it. Because he's just like, he's like, I guess, like, she's, like, really, like, laying it on. He's like, yes. I guess that would make you a whore and me, like, a bitch or something. Like, you could fucking... Like, play with my mind with your pussy. It's insanity. Like, this movie is all over the place. It's not us. It's this fucking movie. So he just takes his keys and leaves. Cut to our buddy AJ's on the docks. If we said it once, we said a million times, nothing good happens on the docks. And we see a guy coming in who is a friend of Nancy's brother. And I guess he's a wanted suspect. Yeah. Also with his terrorist shit. And I didn't even realize this when we were talking about the multiracial ninja group, terrorist groups. This is Johan, a German terrorist. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just minding his business, just got off this fucking boat, and AJ's tailing him. 
Of course, this is where terrorists would get dropped off on the docks like this. Right. Oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, like a pea coat on, a little captain's hat. Yep. They walk into this warehouse where... Well, not um, any warehouse. This was Tetra Imports, Griff. I noticed. I, knew I, it. I was going to yeah. say the rav fucking coffee was yeah, everywhere. All the coffee. Everybody. All the coffee bean. You, got, you can get some a lot of Coke in there. And I, <laughs> this was like the most ridiculous scene because, okay, uh, what was this, Johan? Johan? He was literally five feet away from AJ. Karn, but Karn shows up, puts a choke strangle line on him. He's like, uh, uh, uh. AJ's not hearing any of this. Nothing. He's just like, hmm. For the hmm, first time in a on? movie, someone's getting strangled <laughs> or stabbed, and they're making lots of noises. And AJ, again, because Chuck's not around, his senses are just completely dulled. He's not even noticing it. He peeks around the corner, and yeah, McCarn and all of his guys pop out. He's like, what the fuck? And then McCarn, you know, touches uh, AJ on the shoulder. He's like, hey, me and you are going to have a word about your friend, Steve. Steve? Scott. Scott. Oh, I want to call him. <laughs> I want to call him Chuck, but yeah, Scott. Speaking of Chuck, cut back to uh, Justine, and she wants to go to Vinny's. Yeah, so he was going to leave, but then they decided that they should go to Vinny's <laughs> right now. Right. Well, dude, get in. It's hard to get a fucking reservation at Vinny's. Right, and it's still the afternoon, so also, they can hit that. early bird special. Exactly. You get the early bird, which we know Chuck's been into since he was 20. Right. He's an old man And forever. so he goes, but this time, I drive. Yep. So more of that little, you know, double entendre. A little bit. He starts driving. Immediately, a Firebird comes out of like nowhere. Most obnoxious Firebird with the full fucking Firebird logo <laughs> on the hood. It's bright ass red. It's it stands out like a sore thumb. But this is what McCarn's crew apparently uses. Right. Well, we don't know that. We just yes. know that these are some ne'er do wells, and they block Chuck. And then Chuck uses his driving skills. We get this. They're just driving around these winding roads. Nothing really happens. Nothing. Yeah. Then a, like uh, a limousine like blocks the Firebird. I don't know. I, Chuck gets away. Suffice it to say. Yeah. Because he's amazing. He can drive. He can fight. He can. He can't fuck. <laughs> and so we're just like, oh wow, what was that all about? And so we have like a moment where they're just like pulled over. The sun has set. Yeah. He's like, you got to tell me what's going on. He's all upset because they missed the the happy or the. The early bird special, right? Yeah, it's it's like it's like six oh five now. You, don't, yeah. you can't after exactly. Six, Vinny is and Vinny runs a tight ship on that. He's exactly. Like, Not even for a good friend with <laughs> right. all the jokes, uh, no. Scott. It's James. like McDonald's used to be. Couldn't get a cheeseburger until like eleven o'clock. Yes. Yeah, that's how tight Vinny is. And we put up with it because Vinny's food is so damn good. Exactly. Look, soup Nazi. You know, right. it's like you just follow the rules. It's okay. <laughs> you know. But Justine reveals that she is a uh, a publishing heiress. Yeah, and her her father was murdered. Yeah, by apparently a ninja squad. Right. And so this ninja squad has been sending her nasty letters because she took over the business. Apparently, and she's trying to expose them. And we learned in the at, at the octagon they don't like people talking about their business. That's right. So she's like, "Look, there are three ninja schools. I've already shut down two of them." Yeah. I've had them killed, destroyed, but there's one, I'm going to say, in the, somewhere in the Central America region. <laughs> yes. I need your help to destroy this. Yeah, I, I need Because we help. learn from Inner the Ninja, only a ninja can kill a ninja. Yeah. And, of course, she says, like, he's like, why don't you have any security guards? Because he doesn't know about the McCarn people. I only revealed that 
to help people with this fucking movie that's insanity. So he's he's like, why don't you hire any help? Like, you should have bodyguards if people are sending you threatening letters. And she's like, you know, I got I got Dobie back at home. It's no big deal. It's no big deal, really. I got the maid, too. But she's like, I did hire bodyguards. They were in the limo. She oh, was, did she? Yes. I oh my god! Yeah, it was very confusing. I tuned that. Shit so it's so confusing. We got to cut right back to the. the we had, we get a ninja panty raid. <laughs> Everyone's sleeping, and it's like panty raid, and like they're grabbing everyone's draws, and the Irish guy he ain't feeling. He's like, "How did you be taking me draws, buddy?" <laughs> and I think that was just it. And then they they beat the shit out of like a guy who looked like George Eastman. Yep they they did that. The one of the one of the instructors instructors came in and he was just like ninja sleep with one eye open, heart sleep, brain and eyes don't sleep, always ready to fight. And I was like, that's poetry right there. That's beautiful. So but, Chuck, we just that, not, like, that's like, it. like we said, yeah. they just pepper them in like pepper little thirty second little things. They're trying to build up. Let you know that terrible. there's an octagon. Yeah. So Chuck, he is like he's got to uh, find out what's going on with this fucking Firebird. I don't, he's, yeah, he thinks I think he, has, he assumes McCarn's involved. I thought this is when he found out McCarn was involved because he shows up and there's in a the tree Firebird. doing an inner monologue. Yes, he's hiding up ninja style in the tree. We see him in lots of trees in this movie. That's and that's he's, he's wearing thing. like a fucking like yellow jumpsuit. Like he's not he's standing out like a sore thumb. He was wearing a suit. <laughs> because <laughs> when we see her Oh, in, well, he's going to Vinny's. Of course yeah. he's wearing a suit. Like they they missed the the fucking early bird, but there's still <laughs> there's still time for the fucking midnight special. Right. So he's he's hiding in a tree. We see this is McCarn's compound. He's got all these guards out. He hops yeah. down. Sne- of course, he's a ninja. He sneaks past all of he them. He makes a little rustle, and the guys actually come out and shoot, but they, they think it was just the mouse, so they go back in, and he's just like, what are, what are these guys doing here? And then he sees that obnoxious firebird just parked in the fucking driveway, yep. and he's like, McCarn, what is he doing here? So he goes inside, and apparently now their plans are not to go to Vinny's. Maybe they're going to order Vinny's in because she's like, I want to show you where I keep the hard liquor, and I want to drink heavily tonight. Right. This is a, this is a great line because she's like, well, you have a personality. I have to manufacture one. I'm like, what? What? That was a line in this <laughs> yes. movie. The audacity of this fucking man. And then he threw a quarter and said, why don't you go buy yourself a personality? Oh. <laughs> Oh, that a- was a that stood out from that was a line. The ASMR made me cringe. I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. I was probably still re- re- like reeling back from uh, what we just heard. Oh my god! So Ch- Chuck is like, "Why are McCarn's guys here?" And she's she's like, "Look, I hire McCarn's guys. I want a protection. I need to get to Sakura." And I know you're the only man who can do it. And she's like trying to unbutton his shirt and expose that hairy chest of his. And he's just like, no, I have not given you consent. <laughs> yeah, she thinks she can just not even pay him. She thinks it's like one night stand's going to do it. And Chuck's like, I'm, I'm a lady. You can't do that. Yeah, well, like Chuck told her earlier, don't make a whore of this beautiful man that I am. I have a soul, you know? Right. You know, I have feelings. I'm a human being. And she starts telling him about the ninja training and how she's been funding the counter, uh, you know, the, the disassembly yeah. of these ninja training camps and everything. But there's Right, because fun. if terrorists, if, if you can imagine if Al-Qaeda got a hold of ninja skills, Griff, we never would have fucking God bin Laden. Yeah, exactly. So she knows. Like, we had to shut this shit down. Yeah. 
And then so Chuck just walks out. He's offended. He's like, well, I never. Yeah. And he just Justine is lying again. Not you, Sakura. Because he knows he, he still can't believe that even though that he's had his tension with Sakura, he can't believe that he would do this. He's, he still believes he's honorable. Yeah. Okay. So we get some AJ accent again. I don't also know I want to point out when at that line where she's like uh, he has a personality. He says I don't drink. He goes straight to a bar. He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's just nursing a Shirley Temple at the bar. Uh, must have been. AJ pops in. He's like he's always looking for like a lonely uh, you know, woman, you know. And he notices Chuck. So he's like, "Hey, I got some of that news about Nancy. You can't believe this shit." Yeah. She was a courier for these terrorists. What? And yeah. so we learned that her and her brother were couriers, and they had to be taken out because you don't. You, when you get involved, you can't just walk away. Yeah. And apparently AJ is just like gung-ho. We need to get in there. We need to bust up these terrorists. Think about it. We could join Dib if we do this. Show Kazugi is in Dib. And that just incenses Chuck. Because yeah. he obviously has like the professional jealousy of Show. Oh, big time. I mean, Show towers over him. Right. Like by nine inches or so. So that that does not work for in Chuck. In two ways. In two ways. <laughs> oh, boy. And so, yeah. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a tall for an Asian and hung for an Asian. I got to tell you, there's a third way. I hear show can hold Vinny's. He doesn't shit afterwards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's impressive. It is impressive. So, uh, yeah, he's just like... Okay. That, Chuck's already been, you know, he he's he's a walk, let himself out, called, you know, he called, Justine he told a whore. Himself, walk, and then just walked up. Yeah. And now we got AJ calling him a pussy and throwing his Shirley Temple in his face and like, I'm going to walk. You can stay here and just drown your sorrows, you fucking pussy. So Chuck goes back, Scott, goes back to a hotel, his apartment. I don't fucking know. He just goes to a place with a bed. Okay. It's, an, it's a hotel. Okay. He's traveling. Why is he at a hotel? Because he's traveling around. <laughs> Him and AJ travel to tournaments that AJ participates in. And he in, refuses to. And he refuses to. <laughs> uh, maybe he's a promoter? While this is going on, there's a character that's totally superfluous named Sharky, who is running <laughs> these mud show oh. tournaments, who's like, hey, have you seen Scott? Have you seen Scott? He's just everyone he meets. Have you seen Scott? He's looking because he knows Scott's going to save his mud show tournament. Oh, my God. It's so bad. And we go back to Chuck, who's settling in at his apartment. He reads in for Gibbons. I thought it was a hotel. Or, I, I meant to say a hotel. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. He's settling in at his hotel. He's reaching into that drawer, going for Gideon's Bible. But, of course, he accidentally pulls out a newspaper. He's like, oh, I got an idea. Because well, he, he wants to get a little He's thumbing ins- through the latest issue of Soldier of Fortune magazine. Of course. Going, yeah. And he wants to get a little closer to this whole thing because right. he's interested in what's going on with Sakura. Like, he, it's got its interest. And so he's like, I'm going to do my own research here. So he's looking through Soldier of Fortune. And, of course, of course in, the, in the back, they got the uh, want ads. The want ads. And yeah. there it is. The want ad for we need merchant soldiers <laughs> of fortune. We need you. All of our militiamen. Here's a number. And there's just if, dollar signs. I wonder, I wonder <laughs> if that magazine still exists. It can't. It's got to be like internet shit. I don't, I don't know. God, that, I can't, it's hard to believe Soldier of Fortune magazine existed. I just love that he calls up the number, a man answers, hello? Yes, I'd like an assignment. <laughs> all right. That's all. That's it. We'll get ready to audition. Your audition set up tomorrow. I, okay. And then we go back to the camp. We got to go to <laughs> Camp Ninja again. Right. So we got a French terrorist. 
and he's just not feeling it. He's like, look, I don't. All oh, right, I've mastered the art of chopping a melon. Yes. Can we learn how to kill people? Yeah, they're like sparring. Because we learned, because AJ even said, when they're talking about ninja training, it's like, they just let you play with a bow for three years before they give you an arrow. I mean, yeah. that's how, so. Yeah, you just have to draw the bow and everything. And we learned that Sakura, he's feeling some stress because they got to get this new class out because the next class is coming in. So they're really just this oh, I didn't shuffling even there people was in and out. Here. Yeah. I thought they just were like, we need to terrorize faster. Profit margins going down. No, he said he up. said a new group of recruits are coming, so we got to get this fucking class out. Okay, yeah. and so he spots Frenchie, and they're spar. They got sparring partners, and you know they're going at it. And everything. Got the pugil sticks, and but shit. They, they see Frenchie, and he's half assing it. And Sakura gets down, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." Or maybe well, it his, wasn't his reputation is on the line. Yeah, exactly. He, he told everybody, "I will make your terrorist super ninja terrorist." Exactly. Right. And so. He's like, I gotta. It might have been. It might have been his right hand man here, or Hood maybe. Even. I think it was Hood. Okay, Hood gets down there and he's like, "Here's how you kill a man with a sword." Well, he didn't and say anything, but he's well, yeah, that. yeah. We know this because of an Hood inner monologue. <laughs> it goes into our brain, and so he's. <laughs> he says so much with his body. I thought it was Billy's. Uh, Billy, Billy Drago. Drago yeah. yeah, it could have been. So he starts beating the guy with a stick, and just showing, demonstrating, like this is how you should be doing it. And Frenchie's just like, I, I hate being beat around by you, motherfucker. So he's like, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm done. And he just starts walking off into this, this fucking, well, sunrise. And, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, because Hood just throws a shuriken right into his fucking neck. Kills him. And that, that puts a little, little uh, fire under the asses of the rest of the recruits. So it worked at double fold. We got rid yeah. of a chump. And we're motivating yeah. our recruits. And I like this because we don't immediately cut away from Ninja Camp. Instead- well, did we even point out there's a like a detractive uh, uh, brunette yes. in, who's just like in the background, like learning to? Yes. Yeah. I guess this is what all the Ninja Camp scenes are supposed to uh, get us interested in, as they sh- keep showing that this brunette. And you're like, oh, what's what's going on with her? Because whenever anything happens, they cut to her reaction to it. Yeah. And so instead of cutting away from Ninja Camp, we actually are playing another game with them. They're trying to find the dead body in the field. <laughs> right. So all the ninjas are running around. The guy finds it, and he runs up to it. And out of a hole next to or under the dead body, a sword pops out and, like, stabs a guy. Or well, maybe it they, wasn't they, a they real just, sword. They, they just threaten him. Yeah, okay. They don't kill him. But, yeah, it was a dead body trickery. And, of course, the right-hand guy comes out, and he's like, this is an old ninja trick. You you just kill a guy, lay him over a hole, and then like a trap door spider, you pop out. Right. It's the best trick he in the book. Like bait. Yeah. And everyone, you see all the uh, the class, they're just like, oh, yeah, I see how that would work. And, of course, since it's like ninja stuff, you got to throw a little fortune cookie now. He's like, this is the illusion of life. And, you just, and then he walks away. Everyone's just like, what? Now, I did laugh a little bit at this scene. We're back with Scott, Chuck, and he's walking into he the... He crashes a square dance. Yes. He, he, it's just like any any fucking little fake-ass downtown area that a suburb would have where there's nothing in it. That's what all the all suburbs right. around here look like. And he walks into the uh, this uh, storefront. We don't know what it is. It's unmarked. Yeah. And we go inside. It's a fucking... They're square dancing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's going on here? And Chuck's like, uh, I'm looking for Beatty. Oh, he's in the back room. Yeah. And then we're, it's like a labyrinth in here. And then Chuck's just at this and then, weird. Well, Ch- Chuck is like, 
I thought there were dollar signs in that ad. What's going on? He's already he's already worried. It's suspicious as all hell. Yeah. I mean, they're peeing in a bucket in the corner. <laughs> like this is an established. Well, yeah, the water's not working. It's turned oh, off. Of course, yeah. So yeah, this is Beatty. And he's a weird. He looks like a. I, I don't know what to say about him. He's got like he's a, a suit on. He's got slick. He looks back like hair. a geek. Geek, as Samurai Cop would say. And then he's got a strong man with him. Well, a man. I don't man, know if he's strong. He's, it's supposed to be his strong man. He, well, you know? yeah, we we see a lot of these in movies. Cowboys, they're tough. Yeah. He's yes. got a cowboy hat on. And so he's just he's just eyeing down um, our our, our man Chuck from from the yeah. corner, and he's just looking him up and down and up and down. And Beatty's like, I'm going to need your name, good fellow. He's like, oh, it's uh, Ryan Tannehill. He's like, that sounds like a fake name. Does it? Is your name Beatty? The guy's like, well, shit, I didn't expect you to throw that on me. You're clearly so this. is this like work. the, in like an American Idol terms, this is like, they don't, they don't get to see Simon yet. This is like the first audition. So yeah. He's just seeing Beatty. And they're like, well, sir, uh, your you know your your ID checks out. Yeah, we'll 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 get a hold of you. Yep, be by the payphone by you know at eight o'clock on Thursday night. We'll give you a ring and uh, we'll go from there. So See, Chuck takes off, and then Cowboy goes, "You know what the fuck that is? It's Scott fucking James. You ever seen him in the tournaments? He's amazing." Yeah, the one thing I don't like about him though, he's the constipated type. He's been. Going That's to, why he goes to Vinny so much. Been going to the well, all that cheese. I guess the jalapeno chips work <laughs> it out. Like they kind of counteract each other. Anyways, we have another flashback. Chuck's just driving away from Beatty's place, and uh, he's doing the inner uh, monologue thing. Again. Apparently, American Ninja Warrior is true to life because yeah. they're running American Ninja Warrior obstacle course. This had to be what inspired Sakura to make the octagon, which we barely get to see at all. But. They they got this elaborate ass uh, obstacle course that their dad made. So for this them. is like teenage Chuck played by his son Mike, and he of course beats uh, Sakura. Yep, and he grabs he just by inches he grabs the sword is that's the win the, the prize he grabs a samurai sword. Chuck grabs it by uh, the middle of the sheath, and what happens is is uh, Sakura comes up from behind and he grabs the fucking sword out of the sheath. Right, because he's jealous because he's the Shane to his cane. Exactly. I mean, you can understand that. I can understand that. Your father loves a fucking guy, Jen, more than you. Exactly. And that immediately incenses uh, Sakura's father. And he's like, you're dead to me. (laughs) Walk! (laughs) And then he tells Chuck, you got to leave too. In fact, he's now your enemy (laughs) for life. If you ever see him, kill him. No, he says... Do not ever see him again because you cannot touch him because you're, he's your brother. Oh, okay. So it's like he is your enemy for life, but you can't kill him because he's also your kin. What? Okay. So that's why Chuck has been refusing to go against Sakura until recently after he found out that he killed a man in Paris. You can't just go killing men in Paris. Not while Chuck's watching. Oh my so God. Chuck goes back to Justine for some reason. She comes to him. I don't fucking know anymore. Well, they're they're at that bar again. Okay, where he just nurses that Shirley Temple. Yep, and he's meeting her there. I think he has there. some sarsaparilla this time. I think he was having a little of that Sioux City sarsaparilla, <laughs> and uh, she's she's gonna be like she's thinking, I want the bubbly. I want us to get slippy. I want us to go back to my place. I want. Well, because she she's a snake. She's. So she's she's used to using her sexuality to get to men, and it usually works on men that like having sex. Yeah, but Chuck doesn't like having sex, so it, it's just 
you know. It's not working. Right. Her seduction attempts are not working because he's too fixated on his inner monologues. He's constantly thinking about ninjas and Sakura. But <laughs> like, well, who, does, who does sexual manipulation work at? AJ. Because AJ's oh always God. up to fuck. Yeah. So he pops in, hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah. And Chuck is like, nothing. I like this. Justine's trying to say, uh, we're in the middle of something. And Chuck's like, no, we're not. You can sit right there. <laughs> And so AJ with girlfriend in the background and everything. <laughs> he's just face bombs. He's <laughs> like, AJ, shut up. And he's, you know, he hears uh, Justine talking about getting the bubbly. And he's like, I know just the perfect port. That's a wine terminology, I think. And so they order the wine. And Chuck's just like, I'm going to excuse myself. Vinny's. So they let him go. And AJ is just hanging out. And he's just like, wait a minute, Chuck, before you go. Are you sure, you know, are you cool with this? Because, look, I, my dick's been feasting lately. But <laughs> but I'm blondes. Uh, but I'm blondes. I got I to gotta get a little bit more. Like, you know, you, you hear don't eat, just meat and cheese. You know, I Variety is a spice of life. Variety is a spice of life. And that's the same for the bedroom. Those are the spices Vinny uses. <laughs> so we cut back to, the, back to the octagon. We're having the ninja graduation ceremony. There's balloons. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> they throw their katanas up in the air, and then they watch out when they come raining down on them. And we see that that, that attractive uh, brunette Aura. We we never learned her name. <laughs> I was going to say we learned her name. We never learned her name. They do not. We say learn her it name. at the uh, credits when we see Aura. exactly, and we relate it to the actress that we barely recognize. And they're all like, "Go off, children! You're you're ninjas now." So they put them back in their flannels and everything, and, and they're like, "What? Fly, fly. Are we ninjas? What? They're like, How confused. are we ninjas? We've like, been here like three days. I, all I know is that to cut a melon. They de- <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be the talk of the picnics though with their fucking fruit salads and everything. They give so. Oh man. So okay. So there. So we see the the the. One character you're supposed to pay attention to. She's graduated. She leaves. Yep, she's heading out. So next afternoon, Chuck arrives finally at Doggo's place. Yep. This is the next. Uh, this is the next audition. Yep. His uh, he went to the payphone. He answered it. They said we're going to pick you up, and they're just driving in the middle of the desert. And then we slowly see like there's these few little structures here and there, and uh, we actually get a scene of Aura, our our our, yeah, our lady talking to Doggo, and they're just- Doggo's like a recruiter. For yes. Sakura is basically what his job is. The way they try to tie all the things together to Sakura is horrible. They're trying to be so whisper quiet about it to have like a big reveal or make you feel like you're Chuck trying to trace all these connections down. It's awful. So we get Chuck and then we get like kind of guys we just saw at uh, the Capitol building. Like these fat old guys with like goatees. Like these are mercenaries. Like it was just weird. So, of course, Doggo's eyes immediately go to Chuck because he, he's the only guy who looks kind of fit. So he's like, hey, you, come here. He says here he's got this, uh, like, little manila envelope with these, like, the dossier. He's like, yep. Steve Colby, hmm? what are you doing here? Yep. He's like, I want to learn from Sakura. I hear he's the best. I've uh, done some training on my own. I've gone down to the docks. I've beaten some people up, but I want to fight better. I want to fight the best, and I hear Sakura's got him. And then Doggo's like, well, let's see how, how well you can fight. No, I will walk before I fight for you. And then he's like, he looks to his buddy who, who's got like a mop top of blonde hair and a cheesy stash. I mean, if he's gonna be doggo, this guy's got to be like Kangaroo or something because he's <laughs> well, he's Aussie. Yeah, he is, but he, and he's played by Richard Norton, who is uh, I don't remember the character's name, but he was the main villain in Jim Kata. Oh yeah, okay. And he also plays spoiler alert, 
the hooded guy, the hidden ninja in oh, this movie. in this very movie. But he's like, all right, mate, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and Chuck just kicks him in the dick. He immediately falls over. Yeah. And then Chuck just... Uh, Everybody in this group is just like an elderly man, so Chuck destroys them. Yeah, it, again, this is another cigar thing. Right. Everybody's running at him, and he's just doing like a I little did, yeah, I did notice flips. he did have a cue stick. I don't know why, because there was no pool tables in this no room. No pool tables, But he yeah. got, somehow got a cue stick, and he did talk to a, a hot dog. He did talk. <laughs> a great hot dog acting. Anybody seen Sakura? <laughs> Anybody seen Sakura? Oh, man, so... And he destroys everybody. He's like, can I go now? And Dog is like, I, I guess. And yeah. You just destroyed my whole fucking army. I'm, my whole thing is about, like, recruiting people, and you just made me look like an asshole. But... Yeah, like, Doggo steps away from his desk, and Aura kind of sneaks in behind him and looks down at the folder where they had Steve Colby crossed out, and they have Scott James written in. So she's like, oh, I'll file that name away. So Doggo, he immediately runs to Sakura because he's like, this is his brother. Everybody knows their brothers, apparently. Yeah. And he's just like, look, I'm just warning you. Your brother's looking for you. Yeah. And we, we, don't, we, he's just, we don't see hear from Sakura. He's just talking into the phone. Yeah. And he's like, you want the final say? You got the final say. I, apparently, that means let Scott James in. Right. All right, and then we go back to the city. We're done with the ninjas. Well, the ninja recruiting squad, the sub recruiting yeah, this, squad. This, yeah, this is like audition two. Yeah, mm, yeah. So we're back to Justine. She's got that full length oh. mink on. Oh, looking great, walking downtown. Got she, AJ on a leash behind right, her, right? Because she's just like, oh my god, AJ. I, I, she's like, she's like, I can't. Use my puss on uh, Scott. He's yeah. immune to it. So I'm going to use all my feminine wiles on AJ to get this horn dog to do what I want him to say. Yeah. And so it just so happens that all of our main characters are, like, right next to each other. But Chuck's in a building with McCarn. And AJ's outside just, again, on his hands and knees being pulled through downtown on a leash by Justine. I don't think She's he's – is he in a I – thought, I thought – McCarn's always lurking everywhere. He I is. think he, he's doing the bodyguarding work for Justine, right? Yeah. So, that, so that I thought explained. he just meets Chuck outside. Does he meet him in a room? I thought he just runs up on Chuck. It's like, hey. They they meet in – it looked like a train station okay. that they met in. And they're – you know, we'll go inside to them right now. And McCarn pops up behind a newspaper with a couple eye holes cut out of it. You know, he's that kind of old school. Right. Uh, uh, so he, pull, you know, he pulls that down. He's like, you plan on leaving town before uh, meeting T-Board? Another character that's completely new. And you know, Chuck, he funds the ninjas. So we got a new funder for the ninjas, new character being When involved. you hear ninja, what do you got to do? You got to go back to the fucking octagon. We just came back from there. <laughs> well, we got our new recruits, but we don't have our new recruits because the Irish guy is still there and George Eastman is still yes, there. Yes, yes. We just saw them leave and they're already back. They just they couldn't leave. The goal and was too they're good. They're at the mess hall, and fucking, we we all know that the Irish guy loves his melons, and George Eastman got the last slice. Yeah, so a fight breaks out. Yeah, they got the like the 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 plastic trays that you put all your food on. So he takes that tray and he fucking hits George Eastman over the head with it. So yeah, like you said, there's scrum going on. They're rolling around the ground. There's fucking melons being thrown everywhere, and they pop up and. One of, like, the ninja guards comes over, and uh, George Eastman, I think, steals his sword. Okay. So, yeah, he pulls a sword on our Irish guy, and everyone's like, oh, fuck, we can't have that kind of shit going well, yeah, on. Yeah, evil Pat Morita's like, Hood, take care of this. We're looking bad here. 
I, I they're think, trying to get a business off the ground. Is I what think I'm they guessing. stopped him, and he's like, no, he's got moxie. We like that. I thought they were into that kind of thing. <laughs> sure, I don't know. They let him live. I know that much. They broke it up, though. Sword, bro- I mean, Hood broke yeah. it up. So we go back to Chuck again, who apparently Tibor. I got to believe a, a fur manufacturer gave some money to get fund this movie because there's a lot of fur coats in this movie. A lot. And now we're going to his warehouse. Right. Where we're meeting this. Well, he's, lo- he's, he's giving a fitting to a woman. Yeah. And he's like, I like the cut of your jib, Mr. James. You'd look great in a. Like a raccoon fucking. <laughs> 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 and, and he's like, why don't we, uh, why don't I check your inseam? Yeah. So they go off in the other room and we, uh, we meet Tybor, who yeah. uh, is a furrier and, uh, and a supplier of funding to ninjas, apparently. Apparently, like, Chalk just starts hitting him with info, but all of our exposition, like, clues and leads, they're, they're just so, like, well, Tybor's like, well, did you talk to Dogo? I was like, yeah, I just talked to Dogo a minute ago. And he told him, I'm supposed to talk. Like, exactly. It's cross wires. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so Why cheap. the scene is it? Why do we need to know who Tybor is? I don't, we don't. Again, all of, like his clue gathering scenes are nothing. There's no like, okay, go here now. Go there now. It's just letting more people know that he's onto the onto Sakura. And that ends up working. But it's frustrating. It's not fluid. Well, we get a little word of wisdom from uh, Tybor. Tybor, apparently, I think he's Jewish because he said he got involved because of Munich. Yeah. So his his uh, uh, his his he's pure about it, you know. And he's just like, look, my friend, before you go out and save the world, realize the world doesn't want to be saved. Oh, you see, that sets Chuck off. So he's like, I can't listen to that kind of uh, pessimistic view of the world. So he goes to the gym. Takes his bag. shirt off. He's got to pound that bag. Pound the fuck out of I it. Did. He took his shirt out. Look, he's wearing his shirt because he's so hairy. <laughs> and Sharky's <laughs> like, hey, Chuck, where you been, Scott? I need you for my mud show. Cash up front. Cash up front. Got and, 50 bucks for you right here. And he's like, no, sorry. I got to hit the bag. Yeah. Because <laughs> so we go to get another flashback. Yep. And his brother now, Sakura, they're, they're still teenagers? This was... No, I think this was a little before they're falling out, obviously. Yeah. So uh, Sakura is learning how to use a weapon called a comma. Just like a, that's what it was. I, yep. I, I meant to look up what it was called because yeah. it is used a lot. Well, that's why I put it in the notes there. Yeah. Uh, but it's like a 16-inch stick with a curved blade, kind of like a scythe blade but shorter. And he's practicing with them. And Chuck walks in the room and sees it. And he's practicing real close to Chuck's vinyl record. So that's why he's nervous. And his comic books, all of his favorite possessions. And Con- or, uh, Sakura's just like, hey, little bro, you nervous of me and my comma skills? Chuck's like, no. Okay. You're getting too close to my favorite comic book. <laughs> Back off. So there's more tension. We, we just, <sighs> I don't. So we cut over to Aura. She's at Dogo's uh, compound, and she's she's looking through those files. She's rifling through those files. Yeah, ninja for, school. I went to ninja school. That's look, where I learned. Looking for Scott James. You went, yeah, but fortunately, you went to this ninja school. It's horrible. You it's know, horrible. I, I you I've noticed your melon cutting skills are on point, Griff. But everything else is awful. <laughs> Beautiful and, spread of melons. Well, she's going through it. Cowboy shows up. It's like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, no, your fucking business. You're on that Scott James. I saw you staring at his fucking bulge. I know what's going on. <laughs> You're going to turn on us. And she's like, I'll turn on this, and then kicks him in the dick. 
And then that's all she learned in ninja school was kicking a dick. Yeah. And then she takes off. Yeah, she jumps in his Ford She just truck fell in love. Off. She's been she's so dedicated to terrorism that she went to a ninja school. One side of the bulge in Chuck's pants, she's like, I'm ready to give it all up. Just that fucking droopy-ass, ginty face had her convinced. <laughs> she was just like, fuck, I can't live another day without pressing my lips against his. So we go back over. We got Tibor meeting up with Doggo on a rooftop in the middle of a city somewhere. It's great. They're, they're, they've got five ninjas now that have defected. And they're looking in. They turn to their left. They both turn to where there's a, a room lit up. And they see Aura somehow. I, I don't know how this scene works. I don't know. This is a cube. All scene. I know is, is that Tybor's his purpose in this scene is to let Dogo know that like this whole business we started is falling apart. Yes. This, These new recruits suck. Melon skills perfect. Any other skills, <laughs> dog shit. Right. And yeah, and like I said, they've got recruits turning on them now. So Chuck shows up at the hotel slash apartment slash whatever. Yeah, he's camping out here, that's for sure. And he walks in, or Aura's holding an Uzi on him. And she immediately goes, why am I doing this? This is not, we're not stretching this at all. This is exactly what Aura <laughs> says. Like, you could take this away from me so easily. Yeah. She just got out of ninja training. Well, we learned that ninja training ain't so great. Yeah. But still, she's like... She just puts, she just throws it on the bed. She's like, "You would kick my ass, no problem." Immediately, like we said, she was persuaded just by looking at a Polaroid, an awful Polaroid, terrible lighting. You could barely make out Chuck's face. That alone had her convinced. But now we've got she's standing. She heard about those tournaments. Yeah, she's standing twenty feet away from the man, and the uh, the heavenly beauty just shining off. Heavenly him. glory. The heavenly glory. She just puts the gun down. I was like, I could never defeat you. Oh, God. And so he's like, of course you couldn't. And while that happened, we hear a knock at the door. It's Justine in that full Yeah, they're man. like sitting at the couch, and he's like, let's rap about this real quick. I'll right. pour us both some prune juice because he's an 80-year-old man. Well, he's Vinny's got to keep that Got to keep it regular. Yeah, yeah. man. And so Justine's like, who is this hussy? Are you guys drinking prune juice together? Are you getting ready to fuck? <laughs> and he's like, you know I don't fuck. And she's like, oh, I bet. And she just runs out. Oh, my God. And... Well, she tells him, I think AJ's going after Sakura. All because you're a bitch. When re- in reality, she's been manipulating AJ and pushing him to do Yes, this. that's what she was trying to but, do. But, that you're, but that's the thing, Griff. She knows AJ can't. He's not up to the task. Yeah, so she's th- trying to get. That's what she tells Chuck. I know he can't do it. I was trying to convince you to do it. I thought if I convinced AJ to do it, you would have to go rescue him. This is what my plan... She's giving us our plan? I guess it's kind of... And apparently everybody's hanging out at this hotel because AJ's in the lobby. Yeah. She, she said, I think AJ's left. Like, he's already gone off. Yeah. And he's just hanging out in the lobby. He's booking a ticket in the lobby. <laughs> That's what he was doing. What? And so... <laughs> He's out in the lobby booking the ticket. He's like, I'm leaving. I, there's a tournament over here. I'm just going to go to that. I don't want to hang out with you guys anymore. And so uh, he walks outside. He jumps into a cab. And she's like, no, AJ, I want to run my fingers through your hair some more. So there's there's redeemable factors. Like, it's true. You know, AJ's got that beautiful head of hair. And she gets outside. And you see McCarn and guys are, you know, they're like posted up Always and everything. Lurking, yeah. But then this. Why? Cab- does Justine live in this building too? Are no, they they're just following her. They're following her. Wow, they're really good because yeah. they're just always. They don't. They don't just sit. Well, uh, we do see that McCarn is like falling asleep in his car later on. But yeah, yeah they're all alert. 
This is when the movie finally starts to be like almost interesting. You know, because things start happening and they stop with these convoluted cuts. We and, don't go back to the training anymore. And, That's why and, it Yeah, back. and we don't have Chuck trying to track down these leads that are just meaningless. So, uh, yeah, a cab comes driving by and it slows down and a window slowly creaks open and then a blow dart. <laughs> it really had Yes! I thought it was a guy like hiding in like an alley. No. It was in a fucking cab. It was in a cab. Murdy? <laughs> Because McCarn comes out, his guys are watching this whole thing. Dart goes into her neck. They immediately swarm her to like before she can even hit the ground. They catch her, and they look out. And McCarn's just like, "Hey, follow that cab." She's like, "I feel so cold." Yeah, Ugh, you gotta say that when you're. You got to, Yeah. So this is you know the ambulance and everything have already oh, ambulance have already <laughs> showed up and. Uh, Chuck has come down. You get the scene where they put the blanket over her face. We yep. know she's officially dead. Yep. And, uh, you know, he, he has a moment with McCarn, and, you know, they're just like, this fucked up. He's like, are you finally ready to nut up and take out your brother? Yep. I am. So Chuck goes back up to uh, the hotel. He's got to get his, say, eight, eight hours, dude. You got to get your eight hours in, that's for and sure. And he's like, he goes, Aura, that's a very comfortable couch. That's where you'll be. That's where you'll be. <laughs> he's not even a gentleman about like he doesn't want to fuck and he's also like oh you're sleeping on the couch he also is like I know you know where Sakura is because you trained with him so you're gonna you're gonna have to you know give me that information and, and she's like I know yet I don't know I know where to go it's like one of those things it's a muscle memory okay. so she knows exactly where to go she just doesn't know how to say it you know I know how to get there I just don't know where it is and she's well, we'll like, leave in the morning. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to go with you. And he's like, well, it sounds like you have to because you can't tell me where it is. And while that's going on, we see get a shot outside here. Hey, 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 wow. wow. And we see Spider-Man doing that, climbing up the wall with those. These are clones. not the ninja recruits we saw earlier because these are actual ninjas. Right. I mean, they're skillfully climbing so up skillfully, the wall. skillfully, like, McCarn's sleeping in his car. He doesn't see any of this <laughs> shit. He's an old man, so, yeah. I like it. Yep, yep. And they're sneaking up, and then Dogo and his crew just happens to show up for some reason, and they have a shootout with McCarn and his guys. Doggo. Doggo. Don't say Dojo, because it's Doggo, and I love that it's Doggo. It's a great name. I hate it, and I love it at the same time. So, yeah, Doggo's guys show up, and so so they're working with the same ninja team. I think, yeah. So, clearly, know. Sakura said, I'm sending ninjas. You guys get the streets. Clearly. Yeah, yeah, because, be. yeah because he figures... There's no way you goons can handle my brother. I know his skills. He's better than me. Yeah. So he sends some ninjas. Yep. So we got you got to have the ninjas to scale, and they're going to try to Very kill him in sleep. Yeah. Very. You can totally see them. There's a spotlight basically on them. Yeah. But. And so they break in the window, and they think they got the best of Chuck, who's sleeping heavily. You hear the snoring. Guy's got terrible snoring problems. Sleeping with shoes on, but no shirt. Yeah. It's weird. Choice. That's like Seinfeld level weird. I imagine <laughs> Seinfeld sleeps in his shoes. <laughs> But it's good he did because he's ready to fight. Yeah, that's true. And so he's taking them on, and they got the uh, tiger claw because they're climbing up a wall. So they're like trying to claw. We it, saw it last week, or uh, yeah, last week we in Rage of Every time we see a Chokazuki movie, we see every ninja weapon. Exactly. And they're clawing it. Of course, they cut the pillow, so there's feathers everywhere. Oh my god, that was such a stylized <laughs> thing. That's like they would have made such a big deal out of a movie today. And they so Chuck takes him out, of course, because he's a super ninja, right? And I, does Aura, I know Aura gets attacked. Does she? Does she got to get rescued. 
Aura was handling it, uh, her guy pretty well. Like she, she was uh, actually flexing some of her uh, own moves on him, and then Chuck comes over to finish him off and like tosses him out a window. And then one of the ninjas actually says, "Fuck that." And he actually starts climbing back down because on the streets, <laughs> yeah, right. we actually have gunfights breaking right. out. No and cops. yeah, no cops. No, the gun, maybe the gunfire woke Chuck up, but we know that's not true because we saw him wake up. Anyways, so we're on the street. We're seeing uh, McCarn's guys shooting some people. There's like this truck entrance thing where they're like down below this guy who's above a barricade and they just like sneakily open a grenade and toss it over and it murders the guy. Right. Then they go back over to McCarn's car and yeah, they McCarn, see the they, ninja. They took out Doggo's crew. Yeah. So they're just chilling at McCarn's car. And then they look over to see the ninja scaling down and McCarn's like, wait till he gets to the ground and then murder him. The guy can't wait. He's giddy. So yeah. He just shoots the guy like 30 feet up, splat. McCarn's like, I said, wait till he hits the ground to kill him. He's like, I think the ground killed him. Killer line. Killer line. So the next morning, Chuck finally agrees he's going to do it. AJ had already left. Yeah. He's, he's some. I don't know how he found the location. Well, he doesn't. He finds a lead. Okay. So Justine fed him her info. That had to be what happened. Okay. So Justine has given him some of the leads, but not enough. So he's still, he's asking around town and somewhere. Because now we get uh, Chuck heading over to this somewhere as well. It's somewhere in Central America. Yeah, that's a that's tiny Central America. You can you can find something. You can find a ninja compound. Yeah, and so we got these cuts. Like we see AJ walking across. He's in a cab, and then his intuit tells him to get out of the cab right now. So he jumps out and he's just walking across the street. And then we turn to a cab where Chuck's in it with Aura. And he's getting a ninja tingly, a nice ASMR tingly ninja noise in his brain. And he looks over, and he thinks he can make out that beautiful hair, but he's like, everybody in this country has beautiful hair. I, yeah. I just That's can't. one t- thing they say about Central America, beautiful hair. Everybody has beautiful hair. So we follow AJ, who's looking very Twin Peaks-esque. He's looking for a one-armed man. Well, you know if you see a one-armed man, he's up to no good. Yeah. But fucking the fugitive. So he, the one-armed man is playing chess in the park, and uh, AJ is just, like, grabbing him by his coat collars, and he's just like, we're in Central America. Where is it? He's like, no, hombre. Don't know. Don't know what you no want. <laughs> and walks away. And then he finally, but he's persistent, and AJ finally breaks him down. And he's like, tell me! Send. She's doing the thing where you're talking to someone this morning. And she just you just yeah, speak yeah. English but slower, L- slower We're and louder. In and he, but it works this time. He's like, "Oh, that's what you meant." It works because he pulls out like four thousand francos or whatever currency it was. But he does. He just says where in Central America. He doesn't say what. Yeah. He just says where. And because the audience can't know, he whispers it into his ear, and he's like, "I got to get the next cab." We go over to Chuck, who is in a puddle jumper with Aura, because, again, she knows how to get there, but she doesn't know how to direct anybody there. So how did she direct this flight there? Ninja feeling. She learned. She picked up the ninja tinglies. I mean, did she fly the plane? She just closed her eyes and flew it? Yeah, we'll go with it. Okay. So they land in some podunk town that's, like, right outside the ninja compound. 
They're going to rest up for the night. You don't want to attack a fucking ninja compound without your eight hours and an empty stomach. Of course. They brought, of course, they brought some vinnies with them. That stuff, stay, it stays good. It does. As long as you keep it, it in the foil, it stays good for at least a month. <laughs> even, you can even heat it in the microwave and it tastes just like off red. <laughs> how amazing Vinny's is. Oh, man. Doesn't get soggy. None of that shit. No, no. I don't know how he does it. The chips are crisp. <laughs> Still crisp. So they're, they're in bed. Chuck's got a teaser. He's shirtless. He's, yep. He's rubbing his nipples. Yep. She's fully dressed lying in bed. She was, yeah. Yeah, she had shoes on. Yeah, and she's just like she's she's like I know how to get to this guy. Yeah, she's trying everything that works on every other guy, and he's just like, "Yep, that's nice. I get it. Yeah, sounds that's, interesting. Mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, that's fun. I, I that's interesting to know what sexual moves you know, how many times you had the Kama Sutra, how many times you've wanted to practice out the moves. Oh, you, you can put your head by your legs behind your head. Yeah, great, big deal. Can you dance? You're you're not very mediocre looking, and <laughs> uh, you're kind of. Really gorgeous. I'm not into that kind of thing. Yeah, high maintenance. High maintenance. <laughs> not but, interested. Uh, as as uh, poor Aura is just like, man, how do I get this guy to fuck She's me? Desperate. She's thinking like, I'm hiding these big old titties. I could bust those out. I could take my pants off. No, I'm gonna tell him the old hog <laughs> story. This gets me every time, Griff. I don't. I can't say no to a woman that brings up a story about her hog. She's just like, yeah, and then the, my one friend Jimmy back on the old farm who he fucking. Well, uh, she's like, yeah, I've never been more angry because she's like, yes, that's up. Like, it. Then when when Jimmy Buttfuck set my hog on fire and Chuck, first of all, that sounds traumatic. Exactly traumatic. She's <laughs> giggling about it. <laughs> this is the live worst. animal on fire. Yeah, and she's like, they're hearing that pork crisp up. Uh, I can't, I can't eat pork anymore. That bacon was fucking sizzling. Yeah, I I can't have and uh, Chuck just this big shitty eating grin. Like really? Yeah, he, I've I've never seen Chuck this happy ever. I've never seen him with an expression on his face. Exactly. This is the most expressive I've ever seen Chuck. He's like he's like tell me more. Tell me all about the hog story. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, and now here's my hog. And then she jumps out of bed. He's all giddy. Yeah. Whips out the big jugs. We get a little side boob. Yeah, I never knew this was a seduction. I, I, or maybe she learned this at Ninja Camp, how to seduce a Chuck Norris. Because <laughs> Talk about the hog. I think Sakura would know how to do this because... He knows, yeah, because he knows Chuck's every uh, yeah. uh, uh, fetish. So I like, like Chuck had a, a flaming hog fetish. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes over, and we've talked about this before, how Chuck doesn't really let any of the blue stuff slip in there. No yeah. nudity or anything. But this is early in his career. Yeah. So you get a little bit of side boob. I think it, you can see some nipple there. It was a nice boob, though. So. And she gets on. Yes, it was. She gets on top of him. She's still talking about the hog. And then we go down to Hawk's smiling face, but it slowly turns into what his brother's up to. He's thinking about his brother. No way he can get it up. While he, he, he's... Uh, you know, riding the flaming hog. And lo and behold, Sakura's thinking about him at the same time. Very interesting. They got that ninja mind meld. Yeah. And whenever he thinks about Scott, he's got to put the commas out. Yep. So he's got his little, like, it's like a, like a, what was like the uh, Dolph Lundgren house? He's got his own little house. I think Dolph Lundgren made the house for him Maybe. on the compound. Right. So it's got all the beautiful Japanese, like, decorations. He has a geisha in the background. Yeah. And, and he's like, woman. Leave. 
I have to do some man stuff. So he just takes his shirt off, starts doing some. I, comma, lo- I like that. Comma, comma, chameleon. He had like a, he had like a robot. He's like, take my robe, get out of here, and then he just busted out. And this guy, he was intense looking. I wish they would have used him more. Next morning, AJ's arriving at Camp Ninja. Right, love S- it. Scoping it out. Yep. But uh, immediately captured by he, ninjas. I thought he was invited here. I thought they wanted him here for a tournament or something. I don't know. No, he's just he's doing some recon and immediately caught because he's a guy Jen doesn't know shit. Exactly. And I so change. while he's being dragged into the compound, we get Chuck, who is somewhere outside of the camp. Just outside. They drove a Jeep Wrangler over there. Right. And he puts on his all black outfit. Why were his pants dress pants? It's- He's stylish. Because maybe, maybe they had Vinny's earlier, and that's the only pants he had. I don't know. <laughs> that's it. He can't eat Vinny's without being in a suit of some maybe sort. Maybe that's how you don't. That's how you stop for the shits. You wear dress pants when you go to Vinny's. I don't know if that's how that works, but I'm, I'm no scientist. <laughs> that's true. So, And he's like, look, woman, stay here. This is man's work. Yeah. I'm going to take care of Sakura. Everything's going to be fine. So Sakura is being uh, treated to this guy, Jin. They bring him to him. He's already bloodied up and everything. And he he thought he was so excited. He thought he was Chuck because he knew Chuck was coming. So he sees this guy with his big, beautiful hair. He's like, "That's that man's too beautiful to be my brother. He's like, get that fucker and just imprison him. Put him in the octagon prison. And he's he's just looking out at the moon. And he's like, when are you coming, brother? And he says that Chuck just has to ASMR himself. He's yep, he's back in a tree. He a loves tree. his trees in this movie. Sakura, why did it come to this? Why must I kill you? So Chuck makes his move, and I like this. As he's sneaking up, he gets out of the train. He's sneaking up to the front gate. A ninja comes in from behind him, and he's getting out of Shuriken. And just in time, is Chuck throws a dart right into him. Yeah, he has a lot of darts up his sleeve. That's Chuck's move. Yep. And so he's just methodically taking out the ninjas. I love this because he walks in. There are guards. Chuck is horrible at sneaking. He is being caught by every single guard. But every single he guard. He wants to be because he wants to kill everybody. Yeah, but every why aren't the guards doing their job? Because, Griff, ninja is the art of silence. So they, it is, it's, like, it's like muscle memory. Like they should be raising the alarm. Yeah, but they go they go straight to the ninja like roots. So we got a guy comes at him with a bow staff. Chuck beats the shit out of him. Guy pulls a sword. He beats the shit out of him. And then Chuck, he's under Sakura's like hut, and he he manages to sneak in, and he sees this ceremonial katana. It's the same one he raced for at the beginning. Right. And so he's like touching it, you know, rifling through it. He's like, "Where are the CDs at?" And three ninjas jump him. So we the kick, three ninjas jump him? The three ninjas jump him. Wow. He beat up three kids. Yeah, he beat up three. He murdered three kids here. <laughs> okay. But one of them actually does get away, and he actually does make a noise. And so it gets kind of chased, and he ends up. I kind of zoned out when. This yeah, it's off. It's yeah. awful. He ends up where they keep, like, their slave laborers who were, like, cooking look, up some. Yeah, it looks. They put him in a cage like you'd see on Gilligan's Island. Yeah. It's like bamboos. And they just put him in there. It's, I think it's at the entrance of the octagon. And while that's going on, Aura, of course, she's a broad. She's not going to listen to a man. So she's like, I, well, I can do it, too. Yeah. So she's, like, sneaking in. She, well, she's got a gun, at least. Yeah. And so she, you just know that she's, like, also doing shit. So we got AJ imprisoned in the octagon. And Chuck is being chased now, and he gets cornered into the octagon. Well, he's being shepherded towards the yes. octagon. Because we, as... 
if we, if we actually get any info on the octagon, we'd probably be intrigued. Like, oh my god, shit's gonna go down. I don't, I don't fucking know what's gonna happen. If the movie's gonna be called the Octagon, you probably should make a <laughs> like point of this. You is could have the used octagon. every scene of training to show me what the Octagon is about. Yes, but no, we have to watch melons being cut. Melons being cut in a field away from the Octagon. They really built this giant wooden cool structure to not feature at all in this movie. Yeah. It is the biggest waste of money I've ever seen. So they get Chuck cornered, and it, it looks like they're gonna kill him. It, but right hand man comes out, don't kill him. We need him. So he gets in prison, and um, I thought AJ, they just herded him into the octagon because like a door slides. It open. might have been. I couldn't tell. I just know that AJ spots him, and then Chuck spots AJ, and they call out for each other, and then AJ just suddenly goes cold. What are you doing here? This is my fight. And then Chuck goes into his ASMR mode and goes, I thought he was my brother. My victory should be good enough for him. What? <laughs> AJ is just like cucked so hard by Chuck. He's little brother to big brother. Yeah, he's just yeah. like, he's my baby brother. I'm supposed to chew his food and spit it into his mouth. <laughs> like, what the my fuck is this? victory should be your victory. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> I think I found a new lease on life. I'm going to make money doing this shit. <laughs> so Chuck is finally unleashed. Not released, unleashed yeah. into the octagon. Yeah, this is the whole the fucking uh, Rorschach moment. It's very American Gladiators. Yeah, a little bit. We, there's pugil sticks. It would have been, I would have accepted the octagon if this was the last. We're at like 20 minutes to the end. Right. And the octagon makes up three minutes of it. It's like you didn't even blow your load here. This would make a great video game, though, because we get, like, the koi pond with yep. the little squares, the lilans. You got to yep. hop on. So he's got ninjas popping out of the water, grabbing them, and he's, like, tiptoeing across uh, telephone poles and everything. But he's just simply beating ass. It's boring like Chuck is. Mm-hmm. Heads into the second uh, uh, octet, and there's just little walls everywhere. So people are popping out, like, you know, whack-a-mole style, and he's just punching them, kicking them in the face. And he quickly gets into the third, which is just kind of like a pig pen. (laughs) You know, maybe he was thinking of that hog on fire. I'm totally spaced out at this moment. It's awful. And um, this is where AJ, he has been tied up to the top of the octagon with Sakura. And Sakura's got his commas on him and just kind of slightly just like cutting a little little bit of hair. smelling it. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. And uh, a, a, uh, Chuck is, like, forced to watch this as well. But it, he's just easily taking everybody out. And then finally, AJ, um, he, like, breaks free and he does something. And that sets the crew off. He's like, no, we're not playing this game. I think he broke free and said, watch out. And Sakura's like, I'm not having that. So he finally fucking killed him. I thought he killed him later. Uh, it was like right around here that he killed him because this is where we set up the fight with the main hench hood. Yes, as we're gonna call him. So hood comes out, and he. They, I think they both have samurai swords at this time. Uh, yeah, they, they probably, do. They yeah, do. They, they fight with swords. Of course, Chuck disarms. Uh, hood. So hood pulls out some size. size. That was his weapon. Was the yeah. size. And so he's twirling him around and yep. shit. And he get he gets in every fucking move. And we we found out GMSI, get my shit in. That's what it stands for. And so he's getting his shit in. 
And uh, finally, he gets Chuck to the ground, and Chuck gets his sword knocked away. And you're like, oh, shit, Chuck's fucked. He doesn't have a sword. He kicks a side away, sigh away, and pops back up. And in that pop-up, he grabs his sword again. So now he's going one side against the sword, and you're like, well, Chuck's advantage. And fucking Hood turns the tides again, and they both lose their weapon. Then they start fucking tumbling around on the ground. And Chuck... Yeah, because well, AJ's still alive because he screams, look out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of mixing the two just because this hood-to-hood fight is so stupid. So they disarm each other, and Chuck, like, kicks them into... Like I said, there was the well, hay men, well, and then there was that one big this is, stack This of happens hay. also in the final fight. They both throw weapons at each other. Hood throws a shuriken. This is why he calls to look out, because yeah. Chuck... Chuck, uh, Roundhouse kicked him into this weird, large hay structure, and Hood just disappears into it. And you're like, Chuck's like, okay, I won. That's it. He's got honor. He's a ninja. Right. Ninjas are honorable. No, they're not. So he's just yeah. dead. And AJ's like, he's not dead, you fool. I keep trying to tell you, Roundhouses don't kill people. Well, and so... from Scott James. So, yeah, he, he breaks free. He yells out, look out. Age or Chuck turns around. Sure, was him or was that Dio? Look out! Look out! So they exchange. Chuck takes a shuriken like just above the heart, and uh, well, he goes all the way through, so he's fine. It's it's fine, yeah. And uh, Hood takes one of those little darts that he has in a sleeve. Yep. And then somehow a torch falls over yeah. onto the hay structure, and that just gets engulfed in flames. And uh, Chuck like. Drop kicks the guy right into the Well, fire. this is where we finally see AJ get murdered. Yeah. And so Chuck is distracted by that. And in the background, we see behind Chuck, Hood coming out, man on fire style. <laughs> he, like, he looks like the Michelin man. They have so much shit on this guy so he won't really burn. And then he just dies. I would have loved to see Chuck like, kick him again, but no, he just falls over and dies. So the rest of the ninja recruits at this point have mutinied. Well, because Aura... Has, she's yeah. like, what are you guys going to side with these ninjas? Well, they have been training us and been very nice to us. I know how to cut they melons feed us. now. And then, then Great like, And then she's like, what are you? A pussy. Ooh. And that just like, I ain't no pussy. And they just immediately turn on the ninjas. Yeah. So, all right. And also, they were so impressed by looking at what Scott did. They were like, I have to side with this guy. Right. Exactly. They see that awful mustache and faceless emotion of his. So, yeah, so all hell's breaking loose, fucking... Um, Sakura finally jumps down into the pit. It's time to get it on. Or is it? Because Chuck's surrounded by his ninja guards, and Sakura and him are kind of like sparring a little bit, but Sakura keeps running away and keeps leading him Because he knows who the better man is. Oh, for sure. So we got Chuck just continuing to chase after him. Because he, he needs the proper like setting. Like, he's luring him into, like... I mean, Sakura probably thought about this his whole life on how to beat Chuck. So he's like, I got to beat him in the woods. Yeah. That's where I know his weaknesses. Right. So that, Okay, saying, that makes sense. He's luring Chuck away. Meanwhile, Aura's like, hey, drop some gasoline there, do this. Yep. She's exploding the whole place. Well, and- she tells these guys, like, all right, here's right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this truck up. There's some gas in the back. Just, yeah. just dump them off, let it leak out. She runs the truck into the octagon. Yeah, and then she lights the like the gas, blows the fucking octagon up. Oh my god, such a waste of. So money. the whole compound goes up in flames. So this is it. This is the final fight between yeah. Sakura and Scott. So out in the woods, they meet up. They both have their swords ready. They're about to clash steel, 
And uh, well, he's got his commas. So it's comma versus sword. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, Chuck tells him, "You don't." He whispers it to him. God, why? You don't torment me anymore. Kill you. I'm going to kill you. So echo effect you did. Well, I have to because no one's going to hear what you said. (laughs) Every time you whispered, no one knows what the fuck you said. So Chuck, uh, why is that? (laughs) Maybe if you put the volume up. All right, so Chuck Sakura, let's do. Let's get ready to rumble. Very boring fight. Yeah, he, Sakura charges at him once. Chuck falls to his back, flips him over his head, and then Sakura disappears. Mm-hmm. He turns around. Sakura's gone. So then he chases him into the woods some more. He See, goes to some high sun ground. Sun is coming up. Sun is clearly coming up here. In a minute, it's going down. <laughs> But yeah, Sun's coming up, Chuck's up well, on this hill. That's what it felt like watching this fight. And then you just see a silhouette attack him, and you hear Chuck like screech out, and then you see Aura reacting to they it. They do the classic move where you see someone struggling with a knife, and you think, who got stabbed? Yeah. And of course, then we see our man Chuck pull the fucking samurai sword out of Sakura's body, didn't get touched at all by those commas, even though they're right on his throat. Yep. And then... Fucking sun goes down. We just see a silhouette of Chuck in the fucking... Uh... No, this is where we see the sun's rising now. So 12 hours quickly elapsed, and well, now no, the, the sun's sun rising. up first. So now it's going down. Either way. And Either that's way. it. He's cut right to the fucking credits. No epilogue. No, like, at the back of an ambulance with a blanket over the shoulders. Nothing. This movie needs so much help. It got a Blu-ray release. How did this movie get a Blu-ray release? Look, dude, we got White Fire a Blu-ray release. Anybody can get a fucking Blu-ray release. I mean, God, it's just... This is Chuck at his absolute worst. I don't know how well One Man Force did, but he's... I don't know. I don't like... Well, I love Invasion USA, but that's all about Menachem Golan's magic. But, uh, yeah. Well, they have a great villain in that. They have have somebody else to lead it for Chuck, and Chuck's just a zero. Pretty much. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. That's why that movie works. I have no question that that is a good movie. But it's not because of Chuck. Just, uh, uh. You know what another great movie is? I'm not even sure it's a great movie, Griff, but it's a weird movie. I've been wanting to do this movie for a while just because it's so... I was like, how did this get made? It came out in the 90s. It stars Mickey Rourke and one of your favorite actors, Don Johnson. Oh, God, I think no, you're going to turn... I think you're going to finally... Like Don Johnson in this what, role. What year? 93 or 94. I don't know. I think that's Nash Bridges' years, man. It was right before Nash Bridges. Because this, this, this movie, I think, killed his career for a okay. while. This movie came out, bombed. I don't even remember it when it came out. I saw it recently. I was like, it's a fun movie because it's just so 90s action and just makes no like. As long as it's not convoluted. It's 90. I can't, I can't do convoluted. I don't know if it is or not. I, don't, oh, I didn't fuck. see it all. But it's 98 minutes. You like that. I like that. It, uh, it, has, and it has a very special guest. I'm not going to spoil it for our listeners. A guy that we love. Not really. Who I didn't even know was in this movie because I I just burned it out of my mind, but one of our listeners reminded us that he is in this movie. No. Uh, you, if you watch, if you listen regularly, you know who we're talking about, but you're going to have to find out for sure when we do it next week. So we're going to see you next week for Harley Davidson oh. 
and the Marlboro Man. Where it's it's it came out in ninety four and it's set in like ninety seven. It's oh, like it's like it. it's like what? Like, why why go three years to the future? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we'll be doing that next week. See you then and keep it warm. Jesus Christ, Griff, I was creeping myself out. <laughs> How can anyone get off on there? Get get any kind of sensation that's positive. I told you, man, it's fucking hard. It's not fun.